breaking news. Holy cow. All right, breaking news. We're recording, yes. I have hit the record button just before that, actually. As of 24 seconds ago, CBS All Access announces a new series, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, based on the five-year mission of Captain Christopher Pike, manning the helm of the USS Enterprise. All right, then. Rebecca Romaine, Anson Mount, Ethan Peck will all return for the series. Okay. It will be the decade before Captain Kirk arrives on the Enterprise as number as his number one. Pike's number one. Good lord, what good timing. <laughs> Is uh there's a video that goes with this. I'm gonna try and find the Twitter link here real quick. Answer your uh, ask your I guess question. It, I guess I it's like I guess it's like spoilers then because there's a few people mentioned there uh who I haven't seen in Discovery yet. <laughs> Uh, yes, you, you've seen, so Ethan Peck plays Spock. So yeah, I knew he, yeah, so I knew he was in it, right? Because and we, it, I don't think it's spoilers. It may be a prequel to what we're seeing. Well, it is, but I, like, I haven't seen Rebecca Romaine in this series yet. Oh. So, yeah, Did not I really say spoilers. who she was? Cause I don't have to say the spoiler. No, you haven't. And don't please. Cause I don't know who she is at the moment. Okay. I'm not watching this video either. Just to let you know. Oh, there's a video of Anson Mount Captain Pike talking about talking about it if you want to see it. Okay. Look, cool. Okay. This wow. podcast is topical sometimes. Wow. No, but I mean that's amazing timing. <laughs> the Andrew, the tweet literally we, says red Andrew, alert. <laughs> Andrew, we planned it. Come on, dude. You're oh. ruining the facade. Yes, we clearly we, had We inside. knew secret insider information that we definitely we had. that we should record this morning. Man, I'm so excited. I Hi. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> we uh this is our subspace transmission. I don't remember the number. It's been a minute since we've been back. We took a little not a hiatus, uh recording hiatus. The pods are still coming on yeah. time. Yeah, we. I'm still drinking my coffee. Sorry, um, but uh, we finished Picard, and we we kind of finished all those at the same time. So it's been a minute since we've talked some Star Trek, buddy. Hmm. I have a question for you. Do you follow the Star Trek Twitter account? No. Okay. There's one of those. If you have fifteen dollars, things on here. Oh, okay. Uh, link me this. I'll do this. Okay. Uh, I didn't know if we wanted long. to okay. do this live. There's, but only, there's, there's only several good choices. There so, seems like, to be a lot of people missing, and therefore it makes it very easy. Yeah, uh, that's... Yeah. Uh, okay. I have the... I won't link you the Twitter account, so you won't... Just, just the, Well, I don't want you to see the Copy Twitter account. Copy the link to the tweet. No, no, okay, the tweet, yes. Because the Twitter account would spoil who Rebecca Romaine is. Because there's a picture of her. But she's not in this picture. Only, yes, you're, you're, you're safe looking at this picture. Open the tweet. Come on, Star Trek. <laughs> here we go. Oh, okay. Alrighty, here we go. That's a pretty good $5 row. I yeah, have to man, say. wow. 
Uh, I'm just going to come out and say it. I like people in the $1 row, but I think you got to leave the $1 row alone. Yeah, there's there's no one I want here's, in the $1 row. Here's and my actually, problem. Actually, there are some people in the $2 row who should trade places with people in the $1 row. I agree. Uh just just take a minute though and notice that the there's only this is my problem with this 15. The $1 row contains the only two engineers. Trip Tilly Tilly's not even. Uh, she's, she's like an half. engineer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she, uh, she she's was on count. her way to being an engineer. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. she wants to leave engineering to go to. Yeah, where the hell's Jordy? Where's where the Scotty? Where's Scotty? Where I mean, is Scotty? You, you got to put Scotty in like the four or five dollar row range because he's I, sure he yeah saving the saving the everyone's he's neck a, all the he's time. He's a three or up for sure. I yeah. mean, I might swap him if you put him in as a four. You could probably move down like. Well, Joe. I don't know. Can a captain be a three dollar captain? Yeah, Worf's a captain, so I guess you could move Archer down. Uh, you can Archer. just take Raffi off the list. No one wants her. So, oh yeah, I mean, literally. <laughs> why is McCoy on a two dollar row? Yeah, I don't know about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I have it's a tough, tough time with this crew. I kind of would want to pick just three captains, but then. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but then you have the problem of you have three captains. Yeah, uh, that'd uh, be tough to navigate. And see, then, I think the trap here. I, okay, so I think the trap is you're going to want to get data, but you actually don't want data. I think data is a bad choice here. Really, I, want, I always nah. want data. See, that's the no, thing. I was going to say you think you want them, but you don't. Oh, really? Yeah, you think it'd be like oh, like having having data around in the quarantine would be so useful. They'll have all this information and stuff. It's like, bro, you got the internet. You don't need data. Oh, that's true. Data is just going to annoy you with his, like, immunity to the virus and the fact that he just go around spouting off statistics and stuff at you all the time. But Data would yeah. sit there and play cards with you or do – I mean, this is kind of a selfish way to look at it, I think. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, if we think Data is a trap. I think he is. Okay. I, you know, look, right. you're welcome to pick Data then, if you well, want. No, no, no. If we think Data is a trap, then Spock is also a trap. Yeah, because yeah. he I'm, would probably end up more annoying than Data. Yeah, Spock is just going to sit there and meditate for six weeks, and you're not going to really talk to him at all. There's really no clue here whether this is spoilers for Star Trek, uh, Prime or uh, Terran Giorgio, so we can't take that chance. Yeah, I wouldn't be picking her. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right, so that really leaves you. I like Jonathan Archer. That wouldn't be a terrible yeah. choice. We could leave him on the list, but that leaves you with Riker as the only choice in the $4 row. Yeah, basically. Yes, you have to take Riker, and point. that's okay. You have to pick Riker. You have yeah, to exactly. pick Riker. Like, you, you probably won't wear Riker anyway, so yeah. Yeah, he can make a mean pizza, dude. Dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? So if, yeah. You've got a, if you've got a Riker, and you're at the $4 row, and we really... I mean, I guess we could take Tucker in the $1 row. Or number one, if we had to. But my question is, does that mean you have to take a $4 and a $2 and a $5 and skip the $3 entirely? Well, so it comes down to, like, if you think you're going to skip the $1 row, right? I, I don't have any... I mean, it, Trip Tucker's fine. And Tucker and Riker probably would get along pretty well. Sure, but, you get a fun poker game there, right? But like, Sure. 
if you were skipping the $1 row, it also means you probably can't go with the $3 row. Right. Because the odd stuff makes it hard to work out. It also makes it hard to buy just one five. Yeah. Unless you're going to do like a five, a three, and a two. And no right. That's what I'm telling you, man. But there's a lot of twos I don't want either. I'll take a Dax or a McCoy, though. Yeah, I think Dax and McCoy are the best choices in row two there. Okay, uh, so your best choices in row three... Hold on. Row three like, are, is all good, maybe. Yeah, I think almost everyone in row three is interesting. I don't know about T'Pol, but like, I think T'Pol everyone is more else. interesting than Spock. Well, maybe more interesting. T'Pol is so much more logical than Spock, obviously, because she's not half Not human. half human, yeah. Um, I, I think she's almost, almost everyone benign, in row right? three... Yeah, it, she would be, again, would end up meditating for six weeks and you wouldn't really talk with her that much, which, right. you know. and But she'd be there if you bad. were like, to Paul, I'm having a bad day. And she'd just be like, time is a construct, dude. And you're like, okay, got it. Thank you. Your feelings don't matter yeah, anyway. Exactly. So like, <laughs> thanks to Paul. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but yeah, like, like Worf she, would be a good time. Seven would be a good time. Uhura would be a great time. Bashir is a good time. Uh, all those people are good. So, so row three is like about very Worf. strong. I have a question about Worf, right? It might ruin your house. That's the the thing. And like <laughs> halfway through quarantine, he's going to move the furniture against the walls without asking and just start batlething in the middle of a room. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you want that? Because that's what you got to be prepared for. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, I don't know. I mean, I don't say no to that. Seven of nine yeah. would probably have equal problems, right? She's going to start, like, pestering yeah. you with requests to learn things. It depends on where you are with seven of nine. This looks like a yeah, so like picture, actually. Yeah, so uh, maybe. A Picard picture. So, like, that's the thing, too, is yeah. some of these characters, is like, do you get them during the churd time? Because mm-hmm. if so, I have to pick different people. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, do I want the Picard pictured here? No. No, I don't. And so then I'm going to pick Benjamin Sisko. Yeah. If Riker is fine, because actually this Riker is maybe better than the hornier one. So yeah. that's probably this good. This is the good Riker, I think. <laughs> and then, you know, and then Uhura and Bashir, these are the two you want anyway. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's my 15. Oh, there you go. There, That's a pretty good 15. I think... It, and uh, Janeway really needs Chakotay, doesn't she? I, you know, uh, I think, I think Janeway is a fine choice uh, here. Yeah, but yeah, with not a lot of like Voyager support in the I, other positions here, uh-huh. it'd be I pretty think, tough. Like, you're not. I don't. I don't get the yeah. feeling that like Janeway and Neelix are like huge bros. You know, no, I don't want that. And if, I don't want Neelix if, ever. Yeah, you could get seven. It's not his but fault, like then, but no thank you. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's not, yeah, the character wasn't great. Uh, and, He's okay. He's fine. But, like, I don't so need like, a story get, every day of quarantine. Sometimes I'm just going to want to be left alone. Yeah, exactly. And, like, if you get seven, right, she's the other person in that Voyager orbit, 
Uh, not a lot of Voyager on this list, really, is what I'm saying. Uh, there's a lot of stuff missing from this list. A lot. There were people I would not have put on here. Yeah, that are on here, for sure. That are way like, on here. Like, why is number one on here? Yeah, the, the dog absolutely is The dog is, is taking up a spot. There are, like, why is there Scotty are lots of there? valuable people here that you could... Well, you couldn't put Scotty down there, though. No, no, like, but, like, you could move Saru down, you could move T'Pol down, you could move yeah, Archer yeah. or Giorgio down, which yeah. is terrible to say like, because Giorgio's awesome, but... Uh, she is. She's not maybe a four-star yet. We haven't finished season two, and maybe yeah, that's the lead-in here. I think I end up with Riker... Dax? Riker, Dax. That's six. So then mm-hmm. I need nine. Or so maybe as it stands, it's Riker, McCoy, Giorgio, Cisco? I want older Kirk. Yeah. I, you like movie Kirk? I want movie Kirk. I don't want this Kirk. Right, yeah. So maybe and it's like that. I want maybe, I want TNG Picard, not this Picard. Yeah, yeah. This is very young Burnham. Maybe if this is oh, I can't uh, have Burnham can't, and Giorgio. I can't do that. No, that'd be bad. Yeah. I can't tell which. I can't tell when this Burnham picture is from. It could be from more recent. Yeah, who knows? All right, that was a fun exercise. Anyway. I'm glad we had rough, roughly the same opinions. Yeah, which yeah. you know tends to happen. Welcome back um, to the show about Star Trek. The lead there was a little buried. We're going to talk about Discovery Season 2. Yeah. But before we do that... We watched it. Some of it. We did watch. We watched a little bit of it. Hey, I posted on our Instagram, Instantgram, uh, that I was reading that Picard book. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you ever have the feeling that maybe they should make books into shows and movies? Uh, isn't that like a whole thing? Or Don't maybe they do that all the time. Or maybe if you're gonna actually tell the story of the prequel to your mysterious beginning to a show in a book, maybe just film it. Hmm. Cause, buddy, does this explain a lot? <laughs> and I'm not even done with it yet. Are but- you saying that? crucial context was missing rafi picard the admiral clancy that you're kind of like who is this person and why does picard like know her well enough to call her by her first name and then she like figure that all the admirals and picard since he was an admiral were friends or whatever um so yeah so basically like she the one that swears she's the one that swears at him and is like the effing hubris right it turns like him down and then eventually shows up on his ship later and he explains what everything that's going on. She's like, I'm sending a fleet. That woman. Yeah. Uh, she, and so it's kind of like the story of like immediately the minute they figure out that the Romulan sun's going to go bye-bye, uh, they contact Picard. Picard's still on the Enterprise and they pull him in and that kind of uh, begins the story. So everyone's still like a captain and no one's an admiral. Like they move him to admiral at the beginning of the book. Uh, so there's some cool stuff in there. Are you going to read it or can I tell you some interesting things? No, I'm happen? not going to read it. Okay. Worf gets the Enterprise. Okay. Yeah. Because Riker 
They don't. Riker they don't had, say what has happened, but I think that he has retired already or moved on. Because Worf is XO okay. of the Enterprise. Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah, Riker either went and finally took a ship for himself. Yeah. After not doing it in the TNG episodes for yeah. five hundred years, or whatever. I did, it's not quite explained exactly, as far as I can tell. I would have written it down. Uh, LaForge leaves the Enterprise to go to Mars to run the Mars shipyard. That that blows up at the beginning of that show. I see. So I'm curious if they have find a way to tell you how that fits into the canon of LaForge eventually being a captain. What is he a captain? Yeah. Oh boy, memory alpha time. <laughs> I mean, according to who though? Like, is that shown up in a show or a yes. movie or something? Uh-huh. Yeah, it was in uh, Voyager. Oh, hmm. okay. Uh, I believe. Haven't seen Voyager in a real long time. Be- you could be right. I just don't remember. I believe he ends up a captain of in Voyager because they try to like send the message through or something, and then he's the one on the other side. Might be. Okay. I don't remember. Anything is believable. I truly don't remember, and I don't care to look it up. Alt. Oh, it might be an alternate timeline. It's a Voyager alternate timeline. Boo. Got him. Tricked. Tricked. In general, though, I th- I feel like the engineering promotion uh, ladder doesn't lead you Captaincy. into captain stuff. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You just become like ultra engineer level seven or whatever, and yeah. then they just like put you in charge of a shipyard. <laughs> uh, Rafi obviously is promoted to his executive officer. Her inner monologue is just as annoying as her outer monologue. Wow, what a surprise. Yeah, and uh, there's cursing in the book, too, which makes me really sad. Uh, And the last revelation so far is that we totally dropped the ball on Bruce Maddox. We did? He's the dude from the Data episode who tries to say that Data is Starfleet's property. Oh, from the from the lawyer episode. From the lawyer, ep- he's the scientist from the lawyer episode of Star Trek, TNG. So he's the other side of that argument. Yep, there, that's Bruce Maddox. Wow. All right, well, screw that guy. Yeah, I'm like, oh, he's dead. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Nothing of value was lost. Yeah. Um. So it's interesting how. I have two questions. Well, uh, what's-her-face? Gerardi uh, also has shown up in the book. So I'm going to start to see their relationship start budding. And maybe there's like the, uh, we're going to rehabilitate this guy. But my main question was, now knowing or remembering who that dude is, how on earth did Picard never mention to like Rafi or Rios or anyone else when they went to go look for Maddox that he was like, I don't know if I really want to find Maddox because I'm really pissed off that he tried to take Data apart. I think uh, that would have required the showrunners to remember episodes from The Next Generation. Well, they obviously they to remember have done, him. That's why they grabbed his name, right? They seem to have done a bad job of remembering that that show existed. And they mm-hmm. really liked to tell you that they remember the movies, though. Yeah. Because if you watch... It's all the about episode, the movie and what happened. The movies right. are... Yeah. 
the movies are like the movies are all about Picard and Data being best buds. And the show is not about that. <laughs> and it's like very yeah, jarring guess. to move from the show to this other show, which is actually like a continuation of the movies. And that's how it feels to me. I definitely get your feeling that they moved from the movies to this show. And that's accurate. I mean, the movies I mean, are timeline wise, right? Like, right? So, yeah. so yeah. but also it's interesting like, that they didn't I, make a bigger point about like, hey, I didn't I know you didn't like Bruce Maddox, but and then, yeah. you know, that would have at least grabbed me to be like, why doesn't he like Bruce Maddox? And I would have looked it up. Okay. Disco season two. With Captain said we were going to watch it. We eventually watched it. Christopher Pike helming the ship. Not actually helming the ship. I got Batman. tricked. Oh? <laughs> the there's this, there's the opening to this season, and she's like space, the final frontier. I was like, did they change the opening? Yes, I I actually wrote that. <laughs> I was like, oh man, new opening, rad. <laughs> and then, uh, no, not a new opening. Can I, I blow your mind here for a second? Go for it. There's a prequel book for this season too. I'm not reading that either. <laughs> Stupid, <laughs> ridiculous. They have books. Get out of here with that. I'm watching a TV show. It literally follows directly after the other TV show. You could just write the TV show to be a TV show. You don't have to make a book out of it. It's about why the Enterprise is all messed up. And what? It's a just continuing explain. mission. It continued. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I don't care. It's just literally like the Enterprise sat out the war because they were doing this thing. And the Enterprise is all messed up for this thing. Uh, it's written by a book, got an author that I actually know and like, so I'll probably read it. So they they hand waved that early on, and they that I was sure like, did. They hand waved it hard. It was like, like five year five year mission, we sat out the war. It's like oh okay, five year mission, we sat out the war. I'm pissed about it. The Enterprise broken. I'm taking over your cool ship. Like oh, Article Nineteen. Yep. I got it. Got it. Okay. Yep. yep. All right, uh, as we normally do during these episodes, we're going to walk through the episodes, make lots of comments, and say where we think things are going. I think that's the plan. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right, man. Season two opener. Pretty cool. Not yes. sure I like the quote, moral authority. I sat with it since last season. Burnham says it again at the beginning of this season. Still kind of don't like it. Uh, so we go, we start with, here, here's the Enterprise, and Michael drifts off into a memory, which is, uh, her coming into the Sarek and Amanda's home and meeting Spock, who shows man. us he's human-ish. Spock is a little a-hole, man. You know? Come what a on. jerk. I mean, he always has, he had that character where they say when he was a kid, he really struggled with his emotions, you know what I mean? Like, I... Yeah, dude, he's a little... I get it. Hello, I get son. It. I get Here's it. your new adopted sister. Whose parents I'm were gonna murdered build a by gi- Klingons. I'm going to build a giant dragon and scare her and then slam the door in her face. Dang, okay. man. All right. I- Chil- ch- this is like good writing of children because it's probably accurate, right? Like, Oh, look, I totally believable. Yeah, believable. <laughs> I would think. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just was like yeah. shocked at Spock being such a jerk. But, you know, I like I mean, it. he's a kid. Yeah. yeah, and and they they keep the through line, right? Burnham's yeah. really worried about seeing Spock again for whatever reason. There's some sort of story about she, her and him not getting along. Um and 
and that's fine. That's a good through line, I hope. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, it's really funny, though, on the bridge there when, like, the Enterprise shows up and Sarek and Burnham are standing next to each other. <laughs> they both look terrified of, like, oh, no, Spock's here. Yeah, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do? Um, there's a cool little throwback to, or uh, throw forward to Jordy's visor. I don't know if you saw that. In the, nope. uh, in the transporter room, the guy is wearing an early version. Oh, that's cool. Of uh, Jordy's visor. Pike gets off the pad, and uh, it's not Spock, who's the science officer that's with him. It's uh, other guy. It's Connolly, who is an instant other jerk guy. for no reason. Yeah, he's like, what the heck, man? That guy also is just, like, throwing shade at everyone all the oh, time. serious shade immediately. What and the- that's, you know... He's literally just met all these people, and you're like, time to snark. Yeah. Like, what? They set this isn't how this is how workplaces work. I guess, no one does yeah, this. I guess they Even set the, out the like, war. It, they're pissed about it. This guy maybe no he has a maybe he has a thing against Burnham or something. You know, like maybe maybe like, maybe that's yeah, why. something. People might still be pissed at Burnham. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Pike seems to pike it up immediately. Uh, Pike is like folksy man. This dude wants to sit on a porch and chew straw. Hey, man. T- talk to you about uh, the Lord and his You religions. caught that, too. You caught that, too. I like that we both caught that. All right. We'll talk about that in a minute. And he uh, is like, did they only recruit starship captains for the Enterprise from Iowa or something? Is this, like, the rule? They have to be Midwestern? Uh, sure. Fine. <laughs> I just like, I know? was just like, whoa, okay. I figured Pike was his it's own like guy. No, Pike is just French. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like Pike is just like Kirk, but not. <laughs> you know, I think that we're going to find that he is not Kirk. I agree that we will. I just, the the like mannerisms and stuff like really hit me. It's like, oh, this guy is like Folktown. Folksy, Folktown Midwestern yeah. dude. Like, I ain't going to blow smoke up you, but I'm taking your ship. It's like, yeah. oh, Hello. sorry. I'm also going to put my feet up on this console. Yeah. Tell you some stories about the good old boys. Maybe not that far. The maybe good not old that boys far. is is a little. Maybe not. That, you know. Maybe not, he, the good old boys might not uh, like Saru being around. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, not that part, probably. Yeah, not that part. Um, but he seems respectful at least. Uh, yeah, he, I thought he was a jerk, and then he's like, "I understand," you know, and he gives like a good like little like, "I understand this is hard for you guys," and you L- know, I know Lorca that, took over yeah. your ship. I'm not Lorca. Let's go save some lives. That's why I'm taking your ship. Yeah, yeah. And I was on board with him a, a bit more after that. Yeah. I mean, the Enterprise, I think, at this point, they, I mean, they look at it and everybody on the bridge is like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. You know, um, it, yeah. the Enterprise has always been that ship where the captain of it is one of the, if not the most important captain in Starfleet, right? So, right. Um, if he walks onto your bridge, you, you kind of just wait for it. And and that's the cool moment, right? Where he walks onto the bridge, Tilly's all flustered, and uh and his <laughs> his file goes up on the screen, right? And he's just like oh, Yeah, look, I got a great in astrophysics. I got an F in astrophysics, but more importantly, I sat out the war, so let's go do some good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um so we're gonna track down some mysterious Red pulsars that are also signals. Ooh. MacGuffins. 
whatever they are. Uh, yeah. Which they're connected, obviously. Uh, and then uh, we're going to go check it out. And he says his his tagline, which is, hit it, JJ. Okay. It I mean, fits the theme. Is he going to say that next? Is he going to say we're on a mission from God? <laughs> like JJ, don't don't give away season two, JJ. <laughs> That's episode two. Uh, we clearly they are on a mission from God, right? Like, like that is happening in the background of this. And if this entire season is a reference to Star Trek Five, I'm gonna love it. I'm going to love it for how bold that is, if this is really, truly connected, right? I can't sigh loud enough for this microphone to pick it up. Oh, okay. But trust me, I'm it's, doing that. Okay. <laughs> uh, <sighs> <laughs> Stamets is pretty lost. Yeah, uh, man. Stamets is having a real bummer of a time, it I'm, seems. I mean, he lost his, what he, uh, I, we assume to be his one true love, or he, in retrospect, has decided so. Right, it didn't mm-hmm. seem that way when they were together on the show. He definitely didn't seem to care about that guy's feelings at all. I can't remember his name at this point. Hugh. Hugh, that's right. Thank you. Uh, oh, rip, rip other Hugh. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he seems pretty lost. And Tilly, multiple times during these two episodes, does not... And maybe this is part of her... Um, <coughs> Asperger's or whatever... Her attempts at empathy are not good. Yeah, she seems bad at empathy. Yeah. Um, it seems to be her character trait. Which is funny because she appears like he, uh, Stamets is kind of like, you're going to make a good captain someday because you seem to like people a lot. And it's like, yeah, okay, but she's got the wrong direction on her empathy. <laughs> Yeah, or she's just bad at applying it. Yeah, it's just yeah. she <laughs> Tilly is is like the constantly socially awkward character. Yeah, I don't know if this is like a self insert by the writers or something where they're just like I think it's uh, an actress's I, actually self insert. Um, I, I I don't understand social situations. Hello. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I think I think it's actually the actress is is Asperger's right, and so they've written okay. that in to her character. Yeah. Um, I, Whatever, you know, I, I just, it is, that is her thing. She is just, like, always the socially awkward penguin uh, 100% of the time. Which, yeah. I mean, you know, th- those people exist, so. Yeah. It, it gets a little tough in episode two when she's lost in her head, and I'm kind of just like, ah, but we'll get there. Uh, Sarek just shows up in Burnham's room. Uh, they have a side where he tries to be good dad. The first time in history, potentially. Well, yeah, like current current Sarek's history, probably. Later Sarek is obviously like all all the time good dad, which is weird to Spock or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah he gets like way into like feelings later in the sh- uh, TNG, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're not there yet. All uh, right. And Burnham and Sarek's, I mean, the first season, there were their relationship was very strained as well, so... Yeah. Uh I love this around the horn thing that Pike did. Which is the next scene after this where yeah. he takes over the bridge and he's like, "All right, we're here. It's time to go on a mission. Everybody, sound off with your name." And I'm just like, "Yes, finally I get to know the bridge crew's names." <laughs> yeah, I know. 
Because <laughs> literally all of last season was like, Lorca hits the bridge and tells everyone what to do. I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> and especially since they're starting to stick with like some of them, they're not just like rotating them out. You know, like the the helm person is the same person. Mm-hmm. The person next to the helm person is a now a named character and goes on a, a, an away mission. The Android lady is now a named character. So like, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a good moment. I definitely watched it two times to try and remember a few of the names just because mm-hmm. it sounds like they're going to be more important than before, which would be yeah. good if we got a little yeah. spice. Um, I don't think that's how magnetic fields work. So, like, is my next note. So, explain to me what they tried to do here with this asteroid. Because Are they you find like jumping past the whole thing, man. No, no, no. So, so they get to the thing. Walk me through this because I got a little lost here. Do, do they know what they're doing here? No. Okay. okay. This is the beginning of my problem. They go to the but signal. The beginning. I don't know. There's a lot okay. of problems. Yeah, they go to the signal. All right. And there's a big thing there. Not the signal. No, it doesn't seem... They get there, there's no signal. No pulsar, no whatever. Right. They Where get there's there, supposed to be a red pulsar. Yeah, none of that. Okay. But there's a really, really big asteroid. All right. Yeah. But they... The asteroid is made of dark matter? Or the asteroid or contains dark matter? Something. I. Okay. That's not how dark matter works, but okay. Something. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're like, well, this is weird. We need to go in closer to scan it. And then they detect a signal. A Do ship they has crashed a on this. Or they just detect the ship? Or is it they, a signal? There was, there was a signal, or they detected life signs or something like that. Okay. And like, oh, there's a ship that has crashed on this asteroid. Now we must rescue them. Whatever this other mission was, we're doing this now. Right. Okay. So they're going to beam down there and go rescue them. And there's like a tense moment where Pike gets really pissed off that everyone on the bridge is telling him he can't rescue these people. Because it's dangerous. Because it's dangerous and there's no way to do it. And then Burnham's Burnham's just like, no, we were all just saying that so you'd know that we're geniuses when I have a a solution. And it's like, oh, we got got Burnham showing off again here. (laughs) Yeah. This show has a lot of Burnham showing off. Um, I don't know. It just is what it is. It I seems guess. like she's showing off, right? Like, because she it waits does. to explain how hard something is before telling you that she already has the solution. I was the initial test pilot of this magical device that we've never seen in any track ever before. And it's like this magical landing thing that you could just use a shuttle to do. But shuttles have engines that are going to cause an explosion or something. So we can't do that. So we have to make up something so we can have an action scene. That's what it is. I really episode turned into like a CGI fest. I really don't like this. Yeah, from here forward, I don't like it. I I like parts of it, but I was like, this could have been done differently. (laughs) This could have been done. This becomes the Star Trek remake action scene, followed by action scene for the sake of CGI and action scenes, instead of taking a step back and being like. This season is about a mystery, and therefore we will pace this show more like TNG, which solves mysteries. Yeah. They decided that, okay, there's a mystery. 
who cares? We got to have a fight scene. <laughs> yeah, but no fighting, right? Like, but no fighting. It's just like a, a tense action moment or whatever. Right. You know? Oh no, someone dies. We have to. Uh, well, you scramble. know, I'm okay with the guy that dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm not mad. And the other about person either, just disappears like, from yeah. the show after that. It gone. Okay. Well, a couple people. Anyway, we'll get there. But yeah, I think I agree with you. It's this. Uh, uh, this feels just to a me mess like for a minute. A, a direction that someone saw an episode that they had written and then was like, all right, this script is okay, but we need to punch it up here and here by inserting gratuitous action scenes and take out all this story part and throw it away. Like a bunch of people need to sit in pods and yell at each other on green screens for a little minute. And it was like, yeah. what? Why? Why don't we just... It's like, I imagine the first, like, you know, in my head canon... The script originally was they beam down there, well, and then the, the story though? stuff happens down there, and they're like, "No, yeah. no, no, no! We have to put in a cool action right, scene." Right, instead. exactly. And also, like they forget the first season where they had this exact same problem in the first episode of last season, and Burnham just shot down there in a spacesuit. Remember? Yeah. She she just they flies through asteroids in, in the thing. So why were going to need to be in a spacesuit? Why didn't they just do that again? Why yeah, didn't they do question. that again? And the, because you still they had to invent a cool action scene, Andrew. Yeah, I come on. This this could have been this moment could have been better. Anyway, uh, we're gonna we're moving on. Okay, I do like bad. I do like when they're pretending. First of all, the metallic space flight suits are ridiculous. Uh, I wrote shiny jumpsuits. Why? Yeah, I don't know. It's and they were color coordinated. Dumb. It looks it real dumb. So it's like, silly. oh, they they happen to have ones with different colors to signify who was in what division or whatever. Yeah. That's definitely a thing that they would never, ever, absolutely no. not do. And that later Star Trek is definitely like just spacesuits, man. The spacesuits. Like, even the later ones. They weren't like in the, the first season. Stuff. Burnham doesn't have... wear a blue suit in the first season. You're right. Uh, even later in when the like color coordinated thing is like way more of a thing yeah they just have like spacesuits a red stripe on a boot sure. that's the color yep yeah this is like gratuitous change of stuff although he does make the comment where uh, to one of his officers where he's like get your red suit on or red shirt on yeah and i was like oh no yikes uh so they get down to the ship. blows up on the way down there, there's a ridiculous I gotta save the captain moment on the way there for tense whatever. For no even reason. Though we all know that nothing's gonna happen to him in the first episode. For no reason. <sighs> they move on. They land on the ship. USS Hiawatha. Destroyed okay. during the Klingon War. Uh, except apparently it wasn't. And there's this weird engineer lady. Jet there. Reno. Who has magically created robots to help do a bunch of, uh, uh, like, it, it was a medical ship, I guess, right? So there was a lot of medical equipment lying around, and she has used these, jury-rigged these robots to do a bunch of surgeries and crap for her, apparently. Yeah. To keep various people alive. Good yeah. on her, I guess. A lot of people uh, that were injured, but couldn't be transported off, or, uh emergency escape potted off the ship she decided to stay behind and try and save them i guess and um, this has led to her being trapped on this asteroid for five years or whatever yeah they don't say how long it's not it's not five years i don't think i think it's like a year or something anyway a long time yep and then she just disappears from the show after this i guess yep they long, they rescue they rescue her and all these people they beam them out somehow even though they couldn't beam in 
Um, they, they, yeah, uh, they because they brought down pattern enhancers with them. Oh, they brought the pattern and, enhancers. And for some reason, the engineer hadn't fixed the transporter yet. And the engineer couldn't get a pattern enhancer that couldn't they create probably had on that chip. They didn't have any pattern enhancers. But she made robots out of nothing. Yeah. Whatever. Cool. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, they save her and all the people from there. Great. Now they're gone from the show. Uh, Including but Burnham like, gets stuck. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and because more CG she has fest. To, and we have to have she... more action, pointless action scenes. <laughs> I, I love though that he, her doing hero mode of like I'm gonna run on the asteroid ends with mm-hmm. like Nah, it doesn't work out. You get blasted from an explosion. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, funny. I thought it was funny. I laughed. Burnham when she has it from the side, and I was like, Yeah, that's that's that probably that is happen. what would happen. That is what would happen. You're right. <laughs> you can't just go hero mode on an exploding asteroid. <laughs> Uh, and she has a weird vision and then passes out. A uh, weird vision of what looks like an angel, uh, which okay. is actually... I want to okay. dispute this. Okay. I didn't really get very many angelic vibes. I saw the wings thing. for sure. Okay. Yeah, I saw the wings. I thought it, it was looked an alien like, that looked like Kerrigan. I was going to say it looked like a, like... Hindu devil to me. Oh, okay. I just literally the, saw like, many arms. I was like, thing. "Cool, Kerrigan's in the show." Yeah, I, really weird. I don't. We'll talk about it more in the next episode. Um, Definitely I Kerrigan. Just, it, yeah, it's uh, a. Huh? Anyway, uh, uh, the transporter all red. then works again somehow. Pike uh, grabs ca- her and, and they and then they leave. beam her out. And the, but they beam her out. But also, she was trying to save a rock and then didn't do it. Well, that's a big deal, actually. Uh, the rock won't transport. So, is that true? Uh, did they ever say that, or is it just they were beaming her out and didn't realize they needed she the rock? Tells to? Tilly because Tilly told her before they went down to the asteroid, "Hey, to get a sample." I'm yeah. pretty sure that rock is full of like magic dark, energy, dark matter, or some sort of weird energy. She says dark matter, but yeah, yeah. and then also it's connected to the mycelial network or something. They definitely so, don't explain that at all. Nope. And so you need to grab me a sample of the rock. She grabs it as she's being beamed out, and then it stays and it falls behind. through her hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which means to them that they can't, they can't transporter it. So she brings a portable gravity generator, which they have lying around. Which thankfully. they have lying around. Thankfully. Uh, Pike steps aside to let Saru spin the ship around and grab an asteroid. Yeah. Uh, then there was this whole, like, this whole, like, asteroid catch part was monumentally dumb. <laughs> like, why did they do this? <laughs> they have tractor beams and stuff. You can't um, just do that. Yeah, that's a big question, right? Because and you don't later need on, this giant thing. Don't well, you just need a little one? Yeah, so that's my question, right? Like... Why did they pick the size they picked? There's a lot of questions about that once we hit season two or episode, episode two. Episode two, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And like they couldn't use a tractor beam here, but they use a tractor beam in episode two. Uh huh. I'm confused. My point is that if 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 all of this was like some kind of preordained thing, is which is what they kind of want you to think based on how episode two goes. Uh huh. Uh, you could have preordained this a little better because there were a lot of places where you could have just been, uh. Let's just tractor in this tiny, small little chunk and be good. 
you know? <laughs> yeah. Open like, the cargo bay and move backwards and you pick up a few chips. Well, so why did she need to bring a sample from the surface if they could have grabbed any of them? They could have done, like, Tilly could have been like, hey, Saru, while they're down there, can we grab one of these asteroids and put it in the cargo bay? And you'd be like, yeah, oh, yeah, let's do that while they're down there. That's a good idea. Yeah, well, you're not using these tractor beams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so, uh, yeah, mass yeah, in know. space, right? Like, uh, yeah, even, if it's, any, so even if it's like that big of a deal and it's creating gravity and all that stuff that we try and find out later, uh, the, the tractor beam could still move it or you could just get in front of it. Turns out it doesn't matter how big anything is in space. It doesn't really have weight. So who cares? <laughs> it has momentum. Yeah. And now, so that's and, the problem, right? Right. Now, that's a problem, right? That's the problem. Yeah. All right. Uh, then we get a uh, another like really jarring cut to Pike in a discovery uniform instead yes. of his old uniform, and Burnham's just like, "So you're staying on the ship?" And then everybody's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like this is a this was a spot where like there was a there was a speech there we didn't get to see. Yeah, something got cut and, in between these and two then things. There, yeah, exactly. It's like this. There was a, there was one short scene that got cut, and we don't get to see it, and so therefore it feels jarring. Really, bu- really bummed me out. Uh, and then they're like, "Yeah, so you're staying on forever. You're the new captain, right?" He's like, "Yep, that's me. I did this." Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's they, go for the duration of finding out what are these other signals are. Got got to figure out this new big mystery that is our mm-hmm. our plot thing. So I don't get the uh, Enterprise anymore. So they gave me the second coolest ship in the fleet. <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess I'll trade this other ship for this cooler one, actually, that does cooler stuff. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, there, he does find a fortune in the office, and the fortune reads, Not every cage is a prison, nor every loss eternal. Do you believe that to be about this season, or do you believe that to be about Lorca? So, the implication is Lorca left it there. So, I took it to be about Lorca? But it's entirely possible they want you to believe that this is about this. It could be about multiple things, right? Like, it's definitely fits with, like, Lorca's thing of, like, he's trapped here on this side, right? There's also... So that Lorca that would have left it there is dead, I would believe. Now, yes. Um, But there's a chance that it could mean that the other Lorca is not lost forever. There's mm-hmm. a chance that this is about Spock because he is in a mental prison as we find Which out. Which you don't you don't know at that point. Right, yes. but this is this is some this obvious is like written to be foreshadowing, but yeah, it's so course, general yeah. that it could be about a lot of things. And the other thing it could be is about Pike. Right? Yeah. He eventually becomes caged by his uh injury much later in his life. So it's I I it is general foreshadowing. General foreshadowing. Yeah, I don't know how to like I, I think if we watch this whole season we could come back and have this discussion maybe, but But yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know if it's like good enough foreshadowing. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, very yeah, very possible. Uh Spock isn't on the Enterprise as we find out here at the end of the episode, but his log is or his little uh etch a sketch Whatever you want to call yeah. it. Was was sitting around with some really plot relevant information on it. That says Spock knew about the signals. He was in on it. 
Oh no! Since the childhood. I, well, well I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, the, two years before she says. Actually, I wrote it down. It's in the next episode. Two years. Yeah, before, I was. Man. I was gonna say it didn't appear to me that he knew about no, it no, since no. childhood. No, no, it's it. It's in the next episode. But uh, yeah. let's just chill here for a second. My response to this first episode is, I like Pike, but this seems a little bit slapdash, and I don't know yeah. if it seems slapdash because the pace is different than Picard. Where everything it took five episodes to get going. I mean, look, it, Picard is bad in a separate, different way, right? So <laughs> I don't know about bad, but uh, yeah, different. but like they did a bad job with parts of Picard, and that is one of the parts that we really disliked, and the we pacing. talked about it. Like, yeah, it, the, so, the pacing was terrible. What about this pacing? So they definitely like stuff happened. Yeah, which you know, no one will argue that stuff didn't happen. Okay. Um, I, like I said earlier, like all the action movie stuff, like you don't need to have the action movie scene in a mystery thing, guys. It's fine. Like, don't. It doesn't happen in the second season or the second episode mostly. Yeah, and I like the mostly. second episode much better. Yeah, yeah. Go I figure. Agree. I agree. I feel like the the see the episode one was literally like, how do we get Pike on the enterprise and start this mystery and they didn't really have a beginning they have the middle and maybe the end it was kind of they just had like, uh... it, it felt to me like they were they were like all right star trek's been off the air for a while we got to get people excited again the only way we can get people excited is by having explosions, asteroid explosions. and cool asteroid cgi stuff no one will ever be interested in the mystery so we got to have explosions it's just like no the mystery is interesting i want to know what happened to yeah, spock I'm into here that seven seven stars and spock's all messed up i'm into that let's just do that yeah. let's just do that and then in the second episode, they do that and it's better <laughs> it's really good okay so let's just get to that one since we both like it a lot better yeah. Um I'm into the second episode here. This is a good yeah. This is flat out a good episode of Star Trek. Yeah. Like this is what I want when I watch Star Trek. I like I like this stuff. Yep. They go to a planet. The planet has some weird thing going on. Something weird happens there and they have to go down there. Down a, there something happens. Yep. There's an cr- interesting mystery or a, yep. a, a conflict or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The conflict happens, it resolves, they leave. There that, is a general yay. order 1 quandary. No. There's a captain being a captain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like command a- decisions have to be made sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? There's a good it's this is a good this is good. This is a good Star Trek. All right. Uh I have a question. Does Starfleet deciding that a mission is important in the 21st, 2nd, 3rd century uh actually overtake someone's privacy, right? Cuz there's a lot in, in TNG this would have been an episode long question. Uh, <laughs> Spock sure. is in a mental institution, right? But he requested that no one know it, which until now was honored, but now is not being honored because our mission is important. I don't know how so, I feel about that. So here's my take on this. Pike has a job to do, right? He definitely seems a mission-oriented man. Yes. And Starfleet told him, hey, here's the job. This is important. It's important enough that we're going to take you off of your ship and put you on a different ship. Mm -hmm. So he feels some level of urgency here. He does seem to be the penultimate Starfleet officer. 
right? Yeah. Like he's yeah. as close as you can get. Yeah, like he he's the guy. He is the the captain guy. Like he, they made the book, you know. Mm-hmm. And like and the the ultimate officer ends up being like some version of Picard, right? Right. But this the is the this poet, is the king right. kind of guy. This is the forebear for that kind yeah. of that kind of captain to exist. And I mean, you see a little bit of the philosophy. You see a bit of the you know. The the heavy wears the crown of command kind of stuff. Yeah, he's he's got a little bit of it already, and I like that. Yeah, I like it too. All it's right. part of why this episode is good. <laughs> it it really my, is. It I really think my is. Point, I think my point here about this psych ward stuff is that, uh, you know, you can see from Pike's perspective, him being like, all right, new information has been brought to me that this guy who has these concerns has something to do with my mission now. Yeah. And before, when he didn't have anything to do with the mission, I'm going to just ignore... I'm not even going to leave him alone. Or anybody else. No. Yeah. That's what he asked, mm-hmm. right? Didn't need this. Yep. Not involved. Fine. Yep. Now, all of a sudden, it's related to my mission, and my mission is very important. Yeah. I all right, love... Sorry, Spock. Like, yeah, that's the... I, yeah. It's a good... It's a good quandary, and the fact that he chooses to weigh it on a side that good or bad feels a little... Like it was a hard choice, yeah. and that's like what makes it interesting. Okay, I like that. Before this episode even gets going, I have the next note in here is LOL. I guess Pike is a Catholic. Yeah, because yeah. there's a you moment here got some where, religion up in here where he hints at the fact that he might be a religious man, and in the you know, in this era of Star Trek, there might still be people like that, right? That becomes a less uh, Federation thing to be religious later on in this show or in this mm. series of shows. Um, but he seems to have faith and <laughs> and the way that it is expressed, I thought was like very Catholic of him. Um, you know, well, I was waiting for him later to say, and with your spirit. Instead Bro, of I wrote that said, down. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. The writer might be wrong, a, the writer's version of it. Uh, yeah, they must be older Catholics, right? And yeah, that, so I think that was funny that I wrote that down to such an early place in the episode. And then later on, it's like, peace be with you, comes shows up. And I'm like, oh, really? Okay, I got yeah. the right vibe. Um, so, like, uh, yeah. They, yeah. they get another signal. Uh, it's like, wait, isn't it before this where Stamets is losing it all the time? Oh, yeah, and then, uh... And Tilly's trying to help Tilly's him. Tilly's trying and... to help him. He doesn't really care. Uh, they, they don't really get too far into it until they realize that the signal's coming from the beta quadrant. And then, and then they have the discussion about, like, I can't get in the jump drive because I might Oh, see yeah, it. okay, you're right. They got the signal first, yep. Yeah, they get the signal. The signal's coming from 150 years away if at maximum warp. Yeah. So, gotta spool up the spore drive, Stamets. Sorry. Get back in the refrigerator. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, it's kind of funny that everyone's just like, get in the drive, Stamets. We don't care. You but know, it happens. A, black yeah. alert. Time to go. Black, black alert, man. P- Pike has a good, another good line here. Uh, where they're like... Saru's like, do you want us to explain the spore drive to you? And he goes, kind of got to take this one on faith. Yeah, basically, basically, <laughs> he's like, hey, um, I'm the audience. 
let's break the yeah. fourth wall a little bit. If you tell me that this ship runs on a highway of mushrooms, I kind of got to go with it. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Pretty a, good. A highway of space mushrooms. Yeah. He's like, I just got to go with this one. I just got to <laughs> go with it. And I was like, yeah, all right. Fourth wall. Nice. Good job. Mm-hmm. Um, be brave, be bold. And then they jump. And then after the jump, Pike is like, ugh. Yeah, you never forget your first time. And then Stamets really is just like done. He's like, I'm out of here. Please don't talk to me. Yeah, don't talk to me. Yeah. Uh, Uh, We find... this planet. It has these weird rings. Yeah. And then they find life signs on the planet. I'm kind of... Humans. Can we pause? I'm kind of pissed. That that spore drive, I didn't realize it until just now, while we were talking about the spore drive. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of pissed that spore drive ends up back in operation. Yeah. I thought we were done with the spore drive at the end of season one. No, I remember they regenerated all the mushrooms. I, I remember that, and but like I thought we were like just mentally done with it because it's such a Well, the breaking... Federation was like banning it, you know, yeah. that was kind of the thing. But it kind of breaks Star Trek every time a little bit they use it for me of just like okay but then like if we're if we're bringing the spore drive back again how come they don't bring the sport i mean obviously maybe stamets dies at some point and they can't use the spore drive because they don't come up with this interface that tilly's trying to create spoilers for the rest of the episode but (laughs) yeah but obviously like it's her mission to create this thing so unless they say later on in the show that like no it's impossible to create an interface without stamets it's really gonna break, or they Star end Trek. by blowing the ship up, right? Yeah, something's got to happen to this spore drive to keep it out of canon later on. And it's almost putting this is it- like the problem with going back and making an episode in a show set back in the past of a series that goes into the future, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and not really, really getting into the canon of what's possible at that point, anyway. All right, humans in the beta yeah. quadrant. How's that possible? Whoa, think- this is crazy. No humans have been out here. This is I wild. Love, I love this. The signal's coming from that structure. And then you get the second clue, maybe, that Pike knows what religion is. He's like, He's Burnham, like, that's a, a church. church. <laughs> also, they knew it was a church. Come on. Like, even Burnham knows. Maybe like, not. not. She like wasn't like- raised on Earth, right? And she's she's very, very upset at people that seem to have religion. She's like, say, yeah. say that I'm a scientist and that I don't believe uh, that whole scene. That's <laughs> get there. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's a church. Uh, looks like they're World War Three descendants. They figure out somehow. Yeah, magically. I want to know how this was determined. What is your opinion on Pike's take of Clark's third law, which basically says, uh. Advanced tech is in, indistinguishable from magic if you're not advanced enough to understand it. No one uh, ever said what he said. That's not a thing. Uh, <laughs> well, whatever he made up to there then gets extended into E.T. is God, basically. Yeah, so like he takes the uh, the advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic kind of like theory or rule and then decides what this actually means is that advanced aliens are indistinguishable from God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Clark's three laws are a real thing. Yeah, I I understand. Yeah. And, you know, but they were written in uh, 1910 or whatever. Yeah. Way, way a long time ago. 
uh, when Isaac Clarke wrote those books. Um, I, I, why did he make this jump? <laughs> I didn't understand, you know, the purpose of that. Like, other than to show that he he's a Jesus guy and and knows about the knows about the religion, knows about the Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So I eh. kind of grabbed that too from there and thought, oh, that's a weird way to be like, look, telling you for a third time. I think he believes in God. <laughs> I don't. Is, well, it, yeah. is the word Luddite pejorative? So. I I think in. I don't like that in, term. In normal society, I would say yes. Because they say that what's her name from the bridge. And I've forgotten her name already, of course. Oh, oh, something. Oh, 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 West Coon. Oh yeah, a Weskin, like a maybe. Joe, oh, they just call her Owo, I think. But she, they Uwu? call her Uwu, Uwusku, Uwuskun, Uwusku. Maybe that's it, Uwuskun. Maybe. All right. Anyway, uh, she is important now because she's a quote unquote. I don't. I didn't make this term up. They used it. Luddite. Okay, it's not. I don't think it's like racially insulting or something i don't think it's racially insulting well it's 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 not about race at all but like it's not about race it's about mental it it almost implies mental capacity to me no the the term is means people that don't like technology right that's what the yeah but people use it so pejoratively like if you can't use a phone well you must be a luddite yes because in today's society Technology is so much, yeah, like you shouldn't have any Luddites. But in this instance, I think what they're trying to say is she grew up in a society or without using, yeah, like the Amish version of Star Trek or whatever. Okay. I didn't see it as like, oh no, they used a bad word here. All right, all right, okay, okay. I I, I just, you know, I've only heard it pejoratively and that's, that was, um... Very clearly in her memory alpha, it says she does not hold religious beliefs. Like, okay, yeah. Which she says. She says that in this episode. <laughs> Directly. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, it's cool that they wrote that in, that she grew up in a non-tech commune. Because mm-hmm. later on, she's like, if I have a magnet, I can do yeah. this. Like, like, we can break through this door. <laughs> like, oh, that's cool. All right. So, uh, a, a woo, a woo schoon is what we're calling her. Ooh. Anyway. Uh and Burnham for some reason. And Pike. Star of the show, gotta go. Yeah. Pike become the away team on a, it's a general society one blend in mission. I don't I don't like that they call it General Order One. It Why is isn't it the Prime one. Directive? Because Prime because Directive is better. Maybe it's it's kind of new at this point. Like like General Order One is new. They don't have is General it? Order One when Archer's around. Archer creates General Order One. Hmm. So it's only been X years. I mean, I guess it hasn't become uh, Starfleet's guiding principle yet. I guess. I feel like uh by the time Kirk is on the Enterprise, they've ignored all of the General Order. <laughs> anyway, every though. captain ever in every Starfleet show, all of them ignore, ignore it all the time. The Prime Directive. You're right. 
I just like the name, the Prime Directive, better than General Order. You know, 1. but it's del- you know what some of the reason you like it so much is it's delivered by Jean Luc Picard, the Prime Directive, and you're like, oh, okay, got it. I am sounds listening. good. I know, but like, I don't General know Pike- Order One, and you're just like. I, I'm asleep. I fell asleep I feel, because I feel this like is a Pike boring would not regulation. Deliver, he would not deliver on the Prime Directive as well as General Order 1. I'm just saying. He seems like a General Order 1 kind of guy. <laughs> it doesn't sound folksy enough. He'd be like, that order there at the top of the book. That would yeah, be his okay. thing. All right. But he definitely is not a like, in Iowa, we, we don't got no directives. And something Prime <laughs> had better be stake. <laughs> that... You might be right about that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I only want right. my right, only right, prime right, is stake. Right. That's it. That's I'm, Pike. He would say that. All right. They go down to a church. The church has a lot of cool stained glass that is yeah. obviously uh, created to tell the story of the people that have come here and created new religion from old religion. I, I like uh, they looking through this book, which is clearly like a bunch of newspaper articles repasted together to make like a some kind of a scripture or something. Yeah. And they're like, what could this be? It's like, dude, come on. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really obvious what this come, is. Come like, well, you know, Pike's on. the only one, right? He's the well, only like, one. Not even the religious aspect of it. They're just like, what have they done with these books? It's just like, they took a bunch of newspaper articles and clipped them together. This isn't hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then he's like, let's look at the, win-. Pike's like, let's look at the windows because the whole point of windows is to teach the non-believers. It's like, okay, we get it. You're religious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it starts to hit home that he's got – he grew up religious, right? Uh, yeah. Until and, – and obvious it, – so uh, it's obvious to us because somebody says peace be with you to him once they get found out, right? They get found out. Yeah. They got to play along and Pike knows one of the responses to peace be with you. Uh Yeah. Maybe by you know, 20, maybe they do it different in the northern territories. Look, may, hold you know? on, maybe by twenty fifty three they've gotten rid they go of back the, and with your spirit, and they they've go gone back, back to, to also with you. with you, which is better. You're right about that. But I also, I know, know, and also with you. Okay. Um, well, clutch, clutch save there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Becomes I like the clear. I like the idea that they like, you know, at some point in. 2131 the pope is like actually that other pope was wrong yeah. let's undo this and go back to the other thing i like it <laughs> uh tilly gets injured trying to cut apart the rock and bangs yeah. her head real hard um it, is she cray <laughs> uh, this seems saru like a bad idea saru basically tells her that was the dumbest thing you've ever done it, like yeah like what it this asteroid's super dangerous or whatever. She goes and shoots a laser at it for a while because we need it. Mm-hmm. Seems like a bad idea. It I don't does, know. and it lands her in sickbay where she gets yelled at by Saru and meets May. Yeah. Who, uh, instantly, you can tell, is uh weird. Yeah, yeah. Something off about that character. Right. Um, she seems appears, to get along with Tilly. She's uh, yeah, she does. It appears to everybody that the Red Angel seems to be sending Discovery to do stuff, generally yeah. to save people. Right? They save the people on the ship, and so yep. they're trying to figure out what thing they need to do to save people. 
Oh, uh, I guess we skipped over it. I guess mm. uh, the uh, the planet has oh, a magical yeah. uh, problem now. Oh yeah, so that's the thing, right? They were trying to figure out what they're supposed to be doing here, and in the moment where they're trying to figure out what they're supposed to be doing here, right after they teleport down, right after they teleport down, the planet has a problem. And magic radiation rings that have been there the whole time are going to cause now an extinction. are going to cause a big life ending event on this planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the radiation is good and prevents the transporter. I would say when General Order 1 becomes the prime directive, maybe you would not be allowed to interfere with this kind of thing happening. And in fact, I believe there are episodes of Star Trek about this very thing. Sorry, we have to let your planet go extinct because that's what would prime happen here. Sorry, we can't interfere. So, Pretty sure there was a Voyager episode about this so exact look, thing. Maybe General Order 1 is not yet the prime directive, right? Anyway, sorry. Uh, I huh. Yeah. But they decide they're going to step in because they've got the asteroid that our they went are to go there. get. And our friends are down there. So we got to go do a space donut and swing and slingshot <sighs> the little asteroid, which has gigantic mass because it's full of dark matter. And it'll and use take it to the pull all these away. other radiation away. Yeah, and uh, hopefully they didn't shoot it through the rings of the planet where it would grab all this, the debris from the rings also and cause also, uh, more problems. This is not, I mean, gravity does work this way, but also it doesn't. So, like, <laughs> if there was enough gravity going on to force the the little rocky... Space donut. Little rocky bits to fall to the planet. Then you would actually be pulling the planet towards the asteroid too at the same time, and so that would be like probably really bad. Maybe like you probably just caused a tsunami and murdered everyone down on the. Maybe planet. the planet's full of dark matter. Uh, oh, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It, look, they don't think very through. As we have seen with space the donut, they have really decided to like use the science in the like hand wavy way yeah. that star trek does sometimes uh-huh but only in the hand wavy way they're not you know, ever going to use actual science here um to be fair tip. at some points later in star trek you just get techno babble and it's like oh, they do absolutely and it's 100%. like we have to spend 30 minutes explaining that our technology won't allow us to do this when you could just say that's not the way it works captain we can't do that um and so there's a split difference to be found and they're on the other they're on one side of it. overload right with the right. graviton pulses so we can't uh right. modulate our shields like, that way like, Captain. Like, so there's two different sides of that and we haven't found the i like the other side better <laughs> okay that's fine that's fair <laughs> but yeah uh you know whatever anyway just um know what you're getting yeah uh they get uh i think it's really cool that we're on some sort of mystery train that somebody's obviously controlling yeah. Because they went and got an asteroid that now all of a sudden they need at part two of the quest. Right. Right. It's, it's, it is going to be interesting to see how many episodes, I guess probably uh, five Seven more episodes. based on how, <laughs> how this is going. Uh, you know, what little, how the, so, the random pieces. Right. Because together. now they don't, they don't leave this planet with anything other than understanding that the red angel took people from earth. Right. Like they don't. Uh, they don't well, hold on. Let's, let's, let's like finish the episode. Sure, here, sure, right? sure, like, sure. They sorry. get uh, they get found out uh, by the guy who was very clearly like descended from scientists or something. He the skeptic guy or whatever. Yeah. Uh, they tell him like, "Look, man, we can't. I don't know what you're talking about. You're wrong." And then he knocks him out and steals all their stuff to go yeah. talk to the the head priestess lady. And then uh, 
you know, Pike has to give uh, Burnham and uh, Oala, Oala, whatever. Oh, 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 ooh. Ooh, 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 which is not, mm, that's a bad, mm. anyway, sorry. Uh, uh, her first name's Joanne. Joanne. Uh, I love Joanne. Uh, Joanne and Burnham are talking like, look, the rule matters, okay? Yeah. Trust, you can't just not do it, Burnham. Burnham look at you I'm here. giving you an order, Burnham. Don't, don't, don't break general order one. Don't okay. do it. Okay? And she's like, yes, Captain. Uh, and then, you know, they go and they're like, look, hey, this has been, you know, this is the ancient navigation device that's been in my family. He stole our stuff. Look, let's focus on the important thing. He stole our stuff. Yeah, he is stole our stuff. Is your religion going to allow that? Yeah, come on. He stole it from me. This is mine. Yeah. And like, you know, you got to respect the possession being nine tenths of the law. Right. But it's in your book. It's in, it's in my stuff. Yeah. So, you know, uh, and then the the classic kid playing with guns <laughs> yep uh, and, pike uh, takes pike a phaser to the chest gets shot uh, because he luckily been grenade, set basically on, yeah it must have been set on like blow up detonate with three presses or whatever mm -hmm. uh Look, phasers yeah. don't have safeties apparently i mean i guess they invent that later and yeah, whatever um <laughs> they run to uh, the church and beam out yeah I, oh, they were they were raptured, Andrew. <laughs> they were raptured. The prayers were answered. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. Hey, that's that's the whole thing. And then uh, clearly, at the end, we find out that uh, this person that calls her Stilly, which we already knew this person was weird, is weird was, because she's in Tilly's head. Yeah, and in Tilly's head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my question about that is: Do we have a cue on our hands? No, no, okay. that would be more. That, I think no, because that would be more fun than the show has proven to be in the past. Okay, well, there's but different I, cues though, so it doesn't have uh, to be you're the right. fun cues. You're right; it could be. I don't know. I, I would love the answer for this to be a cue. That would be great. So to end the show, we get the discussion. So about Burnham General and Michael, yeah, Burnham and Michael have a little discussion about General Order One and like what's going on, and. There's a really good callback to season one in this discussion. Did you hear it? Maybe. So Lorca told her context is king. He, there's mm. a there's a scene in the first season where he's she says we shouldn't be doing this, and he says it's all about context, Burnham, and context is king. And in this, I guess they told Mount Anson Mount, the actor who does Pike, to mimic the delivery. Because she says, well, what about all this Red Angel stuff that I didn't tell you about, that you told me to tell you everything and I didn't, but now I'm going to tell you because I trust you. Uh, yeah. And he says, well, it provides me more context. And context, and he gives a big pause where I'm like, is he going to say context is king? And he doesn't. He says, context can alter our perspective. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't uh get the callback there. Yeah, it's like that's a really good callback. It explains why there was that pause because I was like, this is a really weird delivery of this line. It's exactly like, Lorca's delivery of and context is king. Got it. That ex that explains this scene a little better to me. Mm-hmm. So, so it's uh, a, that's the definition of trying to say 
we got a new captain. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then he goes and does the break r- general order one thing. Yeah, to- kind of, right? Like, he's basically uh, Look, like, no, here. he super does. Like, yeah. He goes to the... He does it on, instead of beaming down in front of the whole congregation and being like, we're saving you, savages. <laughs> you know, he doesn't do that. But uh, yeah. he beams into the basement of the church and tells the guy who he was probably pretty sure was there, like, here's what's up. And yeah, you were right. And here's a power cell. stuff. But here's a power camera. cell. I need this camera. Yeah. It turns out he didn't need that camera because Burnham could have drawn a picture for him and it would have been the same. <laughs> He didn't know that. He didn't know I didn't, that. I didn't think about that, but that's true. That's true. I wouldn't call it an angel, but it was beautiful. Maybe Burnham doesn't have very good artistic skills. We don't know. Oh, she could use that little Etch-A-Sketch of Spock's. Yeah, but like... I'm calling it not an a good artist from now on. It's not a... She's, if she's not an artist, she's not going to draw anything good. It'd be like asking me to draw a picture of that angel. I'm just going to have like some sticks. It's not helpful. Yeah. Okay, I like this. This was a good episode. So it was a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. Some of the most fun I've had watching Discovery thus far, uh, except for some of those really ridiculous Terran Empire episodes. Dude, the Terran. I mean, it's going to be hard to top those, but we're on a good track here. We'll see. Yeah. I like Pike. I, I, I'm interested in this mystery. Yep. I am dismayed that it will probably take five more episodes to get to the bottom. If of, we ever, but, if if we ever get there. Yeah, maybe they just give up on it at some point. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming we have to go find Spock at this point because they're going to get lost or not know what to do next. I mean, it seems like Spock is involved, so we're probably going to have to find him. Obviously, we're going to have to use the spore drive more. I don't quite like that, but I am curious to see where the mystery is going. It's a good enough mystery that I don't have the answer yet, so Mm -hmm. uh, that's a good thing. And I don't know. Where do you think... I mean, not like where are we going, but like... What do you feel like is coming this season um, in terms of like where the universe is at, that kind of stuff? I think so, we're going to see the Klingons again. Yeah, well, they've already shown in like next on stuff. Oh, okay. I don't Klingon. watch that stuff. So I, I, I usually do. But, uh, uh, you know, it, I like the teaser in the same way that when I was watching these shows week by week, I would get the teaser of what's happening next week because then I forget the teaser by the time next week rolls around. Anyway. Oh, okay. Well, I, I don't. I've um, stopped watching those like midway through Lost, I think, because mm-hmm. like I would know what was going to happen and then it would bum me out. So I, no, I lost just, it. Lost in particular is bad because that show is only mysteries and no solutions. Well, to any and mysteries. you'd see like, oh, that character that was in danger is right there in that scene. Great. Don't don't watch Lost. <laughs> okay. That's the solution to this problem. Uh, anyway. Don't watch so the I, I, uh, It's fine. Uh, so I, I'm pretty sure. Look, here's some stuff you could have known already. The Klingon Spock's coming. The characters that were the Klingon characters and Spock are cast in this I'm show. Just, so I'm like they're going to be say, if even if you didn't know they were still cast in this show, they spent too much money on those costumes. The Klingons. Those are Klingon coming costumes back. looked expensive. They're coming back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know, we're, we're, plus several main-ish characters from the last sh- season haven't shown up yet so I'm we're a little gonna find sad it. you shot down my q theory so fast i was gonna go through it but uh i love the idea that uh, look cues are are fun and interesting in that like they let you do whatever you want right which this definitely is a whatever you want kind of thing i just kind of want it not to be the same thing we had in picard where the intergalactic mystery is going to be some sort of monster from the other side or something oh like, well i absolutely want that i don't want that to be the intergalactic yeah that's bad 
right? Yes, I want. I don't want that either. Also, and, and tying this show to something that we know exists or that can control this type of why are the pulsars disappearing every time we get somewhere? It would be yeah. to me a cue kind of thing. So I, I wonder, um, you know, maybe this is like a. Yeah, it feels like there's something going on. Is this like a time travel thing? Is there a Q thing? Is there a, you know, ancient alien kind of thing? I don't know. Something weird's going on here, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm guessing they're going to do the thing where the Red Angel is going to get explained. I mean, it feels like they're going to have to explain it. They've made it a relatively central point of two full episodes. One, so they one will have hope, to explain it eventually. One would hope. One, I don't know if you can say hope. I would like you can say be, hope. I would like it to be a more mysterious answer than what I'm guessing it will be. Because Burnham's character has always kind of led the show, and the show then reacts by being like everything has an explanation, and mm-hmm. so something that is this mysterious. Maybe the mystery can be solved of like who sent the signals and why, but the red angel stays kind of like, what What was that thing? Like, that could be cool. I'm not saying that's the way it should go. We're too young into this series to know. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like the idea that there's this like mystery do-gooder <laughs> running around. Uh, and that's appearing like an angel because it could be something akin to a cue or not yeah i'm i like i said i'm interested you know i i want to see where it goes i you know i i just don't have a lot of faith in the writers i think that's my issue like i I, they have proven to me some in some instances that they are willing to do stuff i don't like yeah and i hope that i'm wrong and maybe that it turns out good I think that's my hope. Okay. More hopeful than last two episodes into a show because we were so confused about Klingons. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, like the first, and I think we both agree and we talked about this uh, when we did the first season of Discovery. First few episodes of Discovery are rough. They are jarring and rough. And it takes a while for that show to get watchable. It definitely has, <laughs> this one definitely has a voice that that one didn't have because we've got a season of the crew together. So sometimes in this, this early two episodes here, there's definitely like the, we're the discovery crew, man. Just back off. Like we got, we got this under control, Pike. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish that there was more of. Uh, like, oh, I guess I don't know. It's only been two episodes, and one of them was pretty good, and the other one was less. slapdash and introductory. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if there's a lot more of stuff like this episode, I think I'm going to end up being relatively positive on this series or this season. Uh, if we're in Britain, it's the whole series. season, so it doesn't our season or series, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, we'll see uh, how it gets to. I guess. I, we, I guess we're gonna have to watch more episodes, Andrew. I guess that's oh, the really? thing. We're gonna, have to, we're gonna keep, keep doing watching. that. Okay. Well, I guess. So that, sorry. That's your <laughs> yeah. That's your disco season two episode one subspace transmission slash crew quarantine slash Picard book intro. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I'm gonna keep reading that Picard book. Uh, I'm gonna have a feeling it's gonna be more and more of like why wasn't this in the show? 
why wasn't this in the show? And that's fine with me. It'll keep me reading. Uh, It's not fine with me that it wasn't in the show. It's fine with me that it's in a book that I I can read. The same reason why I don't like reading the books of movies and stuff. Absolutely. Is they have these lore Bibles, right? Yeah. For all of these kinds of movies and uh-huh. these shows and stuff that explain everything. Because uh-huh. they have people whose literal job them. it is to do this. They print them. There's a Star Wars encyclopedia that explains so much stuff from those three recent movies that never that made make any movies. sense. Yep. And, and then you're I, like, oh, well, you, like, why did this make no sense on the screen? It's like, well, because they didn't want to explain it. They didn't explain it. And, uh, I just and found then out. the answer is now buy a book and they explain it. No, I refuse. Yeah. Because you should explain it in the damn movie yeah, <laughs> or there's... the damn show. The whole point is I don't want to go read your supplementary stuff. <sighs> you and I get out of here, buddy. Make a been... thing that's yep. good yep. instead of making a garbage yep. thing and then yep. selling an add-on to fix yep. it later. Get out of here with that. You and I, friend, have been friends too long, my friend. Because I, <laughs> we're going to talk about <laughs> this on the next main pod because I found out some stuff about Star Wars on another sub pod coming to oh just the thing about that everyone found out that what's her name was the daughter of the other guy oh nobody uh that made me super mad do you want to know who anakin's father is sure okay go read comic books that are canon i'm i'm not doing that Uh uh-huh we can talk about it on monday okay i was just wanting you to tell me but Uh, yeah well i gotta (laughs) save it i gotta save it i guess on monday this is the teaser first of all it's a teaser for there's going to be a Star Wars subpod for this pod, by the way. Uh, we're working on that. And uh, teaser number two, go back to the main podcast on Monday. <laughs> well, Wednesday when it comes out. Wednesday. When, yes. Sorry. Right. Exactly. Hey, uh, lead us out here, buddy. Where should people contact us? Hey, if you want to talk to us for really any reason, uh, you can find us. Uh, at, email us podcast at we were We will read this email and we will uh, talk with you uh, and maybe talk about it on the show, depending on what it is. Yeah. We are also us, on emails. Email about, us. Uh, if you put Star Trek in the title, we'll talk about it on the Star Trek thing. Yeah. It, or if you're just email about Star Trek, we'll just end up talking about it here. That's true. Or this is yeah, where we talk about Star Trek. Exactly. Also, uh, you know, we're on social media. We're on uh, at We Were Gamers on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and all those places. You can follow us on any of those. Uh, it would be nice if you did that. Uh, you know, subscribe to our channel and and watch our videos or you know whatever. Uh, but hey, uh, and you know, we're on uh, all the places you can find this podcast. Do that. Rate, sub- subscribe, do the thing, and we'll yeah. uh, be back with more disco next month. 